Welcome, sports fans, to the latest SNM production of the Sunday Night Sports Nerd Show. It is the most absurd 90 minutes of anything goes smack talk and a whole lot more. Every Sunday night, the sports nerd joins forces with three charismatic co-hosts who are a select group of sports nerds with attitude, better known in Nerd Nation as the Rampack. We are four of the most loudmouth smack-talking nerds around, coming at you with some sick rips and rants, which may be just enough to make you pee your pants. So listen up, Nerd Nation. Let's rise and welcome the legend himself. He is the founder, he is the host, and he is the star of the Sports Nerd Show. Coming to you live, straight out of Lakeland, Florida, Scott, the Sports Nerd Right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Nerds for August 28th, 2022. The last weekend of NFL preseason. The season starts in less than two weeks with a Thursday night special, Rams and Bills. Joining us tonight, our very special friend and guest, Mr. Derek Laughlin. It's always great to have Derek on the show. We're going to have him talking NFL football, and we are going to dedicate this entire show to the greatest sport in the world, the NFL. So let's get going, and let's have a blast doing it. Along with my co-hosts, as normal, Mr. Elliot Biggie Lamba, Mr. Ken Costo making his second appearance in a row. All right, it looks like the new the new the new toy is working well for him, and of course, Mr. John G. Olson. Derek, welcome to the show. Glad to have you with us. Bill's How's it going, guys? Billion. All right, good to have you here, Derek. Um, uh, let me just first say, Kenny, did you enjoy your 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 college football game over the weekend for ESPN. Yesterday. It was actually a high school game. Oh, it was a high school yeah. game. Okay. High school game. Yeah. It was uh, two of our uh, powerhouses here in North Texas, Duncanville High School and South Oak Cliff. Uh, South Oak Cliff is a defending class 5A state champion, and Duncanville has been in the state championship game in 6A in the last three years. So it was a pretty, pretty interesting game. Very, very. And you were you were spotting first and ten? Is that what you were doing, or first down? First and ten, yes. Yeah. I got to work with Tom Luganville and uh, Jay something. I, I don't remember who he was, but uh, it was pretty interesting. Um, it was sell out crowd. Is that paid or is it like something a volunteer kind of deal? Uh, supposed to pay one hundred and sixty-five dollars. <laughs> Okay, we'll see how that goes, right? It's supposed to. Two things real quick. I I like the comment about, uh, isn't that what the yellow line is for? For spotting first and ten? (laughs) In your your post, with your picture, there's a comment in there. Somebody said, isn't that what the yellow line is for? To spot first and ten? (laughs) Yeah, supposedly. (laughs) And second, just for the record, I want to make sure we don't have any obituary shit to cover today, Scott. No, we do not, no. No, we don't. We Thank do have a, Was Len Dawson done last You week? had to open oh, that up, shit. Elliot. Oh. <laughs> Len Dawson was a Washington commander's running, Ricky running back. Brian Robinson was just shot uh, in, a, in a apparent uh, carjacking, so uh, attempted car Supposed to be not life-threatening injuries. So. I, I just saw that, yeah. No, now, that we're venturing, yes. now that we're venturing on the lighter side of sports. <laughs> the lighter side yeah. of sports, yeah. <laughs> Let's go right into the Bills punter now. Yeah. <laughs> no, just, Harry's, just, been, Harry's been hanging with Deshaun Watson, man. Let's, oh, let me just do it. 
let me just do a quick shout out about Lynn Dawson. Lynn Dawson, oh, um, in addition to being a Hall of Fame quarterback, he drank Fresca. Um, <laughs> I remember him. when he and Nick Bonacani did the first inside the NFL. Okay, and they were the host of that show for over a decade. It was him and yep. Bonacani, and they did a, and then they, they're the ones that that put inside the NFL on the map and they did a fantastic job doing it. Dude um, was smoking weed on the bench, huh? Yeah, you know, he was smoking a cigarette during halftime of the yeah, Super that's Bowl. That's what he says it was a fucking cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> that dude was but uh rest in peace, Ken Len Dawson. Rest in peace, <laughs> Len Dawson. And let's move on. Derek, so what are your observations thus far in the preseason? I, I know you told me during the during the pre-show and during the in the green room, that uh, you're not watching the games, but what do you what are you keeping an eye on as we lead up to the season starting uh, in just what, eleven days? Yeah, eleven days. And the the reason I don't watch much of the preseason, I I used to be more into it, and Sean McVay I think has really kind of changed how the league looks at preseason because he doesn't start anybody in the preseason. Right. He's made two Super Bowls. They've won a Super Bowl and they usually have one of the least injured teams in the league year after year. And seeing he's had so many of his disciples go on to be coaches, most of the uh, the people that come off the McVay coaching tree aren't playing anybody. So you still have guys like Andy Reid and Bill Belichick that'll play more starters. I feel like the older, old school type of coaches, uh, tend to do that, but you just don't really learn much in these preseason games because there's not a lot of starters playing. They don't scheme for anybody. Uh, the defenses are vanilla too. The, the defenses are vanilla. The Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know what you really learn from it. Every year you'll see a rookie quarterback, uh, you know, have like 150 quarterback rating and a couple touchdowns, and then he has 70 quarterback ratings all through the season. The prime example of to why I don't watch – preseason football is because last week Scott made a big hubbub about how Buffalo beat up on Denver and then this week they turn around and get shut out by who? Who they, they even playing today? I don't even Whoever they play. <laughs> preseason means squat, dude. Yeah, they right. played the Panthers. They lost 21 to nothing to the Panthers. Yeah, to the Panthers. Oh, yeah. oh, now we're talking the Bills? Smack talking the Bills already? No, no, no. I was just saying, hey, just, to, just for clarity, okay, it wasn't smack talking to Bills. I was saying the reason I don't watch preseason is because one week you got Scott saying that the bull, the bill, the Bills look unbeatable, and then the next week they turn around and get shut out by the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. You just don't – you don't put – Cracking in, up in that egg. I, I look yeah. at things like this, like uh, Tra uh, uh, the rookie Traylon uh, Burks from Tennessee. He's been playing in the fourth quarter with like the six string guys, people that are going to be working at Home Depot in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and he's out there playing with those guys. And that's somebody I'm not ranking in fantasy anymore because how can you trust a guy to be playing early in the season if he's playing with guys like that? I, I look at... Uh, uh, Gibson from uh, Washington from the Commanders playing special teams 
And, you know, now I don't know what's going to happen because we were talking about earlier about Robinson being, you know, shot and thankfully the injuries are non-life-threatening, but I don't know how that's going to affect his availability in the first couple of weeks. Those are the things I look at. When are you playing in the game? Who who are you playing with? Stuff like stuff like that. But as far as wins and losses or as far as, you know, this – like somebody was talking about Tua that he underthrew Tyreek Hill – it's like it's one throw in in one game. I, I mean, I don't necessarily think Tua is going to be great for the Dolphins, but I'm not going to make any judgment based on one 50 yard throw in one no. game. I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. You can't can micro analyze it like that. I mean, Tom Brady's made a bad throw. He doesn't make many of them, but he's made a bad throw. You could sit there and do that with anybody in the preseason, look at one throw and be like, hey, that, that guy can't play. He made a bad throw. Or you could put anybody in the Hall of Fame on one that's good why, throw. That that's why, you know what, preseason, summer league, in NBA, all that shit doesn't make any – I mean, it's a waste of freaking time. Basically, you're you're going you're going through preseason hoping nobody gets hurt. That's what you're hoping. And that's why they're not playing anybody. Well, Right. And look at the Steelers. T.J. Watt got dinged Did today, and Deontay today? Yes. Johnson got dinged today. Yes. And now they, it doesn't seem like it's serious, but you might—they might not have two of their best players for the Bengals game because they had starters going today. Yeah, I mean, and the Browns lost lost a cornerback or lost a cornerback to an ACL injury when last night when they were playing. So, I mean, it's you know you just get through the pre, go through the preseason. Hoping you come out healthy and ready to go for the for the regular season. That's what preseason is for. Um, you know, you Here's play your starters. If, if you play your starters, you play them one series a game. Get them some reps. You know, the majority of what they're going to be ready, the majority of them getting ready for the season, is going to happen during training camp. And when when they get they get football speed going, and then you know it takes some teams. It'll take a couple of weeks to get to get their feet under them during the regular season, but still, at least you're healthy going into the regular season, and you're not playing your starters a lot of a lot a lot during the preseason because the preseason doesn't count all you want to worry about is getting to that first game of the season so i'm a big i'm a big fan of the sean mcdermott type program where you don't play your you don't play your starters during the preseason you get them ready you get them ready as best you can during training camp and during getting reps during practice leading up to week one yeah, it's important for the rookies like Romeo Dobbs. I mean, he took advantage of a great opportunity in Green Bay with Christian Watson being hurt and them not playing their starters. Rodgers is talking about him making wild plays every day in practice. He had a couple good games in the in the preseason, and he's going to have a role now. It's important for those fourth round guys. It's important for those last guys looking to make a roster. But you know, I, I can I knew about Dobbs before he was doing anything in the preseason games because I was reading about him in practice the whole time, and I pay much more attention to what's going on in practice, how people are looking there, how reps are getting split, and stuff like that. Then. Than, uh, than a series or two in a preseason game that that there's no scheming for, there's no game planning. Nobody right, and preseason is, is is not for your starters, but it's for those guys trying to make a roster as well. You yeah. got those guys. Right. You got you got your you, you got those guys. Your non drafted free agents, your late round draft picks, trying to make the roster and trying to make get a career going in the NFL. Your and your baggers, your Home Depot, right? You know, and and some guys may not you make their Right. Some guys may not get on the roster that they were drafted on or they got picked up as a non-drafted as a non-drafted free agent, but they can highlight their skills and get some tape on them. So maybe other teams can pick them up after the after the preseason and bring them in 
uh, either a practice squad or as 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 another backup, or you know they you know it doesn't matter. They're trying. They're fighting for a job and trying to get trying to live their dream, and that's what the preseason is for. Is for those low end rounders that try, that are that are trying to get on a squad, trying to make you know trying to make the cut, trying trying to make make you know get into the NFL. You know by 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 showcasing their talent during those three games in the preseason. It's not for the starters. It's not for the, the superstars. It's for those guys lower on the totem pole that are that are fighting for a job. And, you know, if they get hurt, that's 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 part of the deal. But they need those reps in the preseason to highlight and to showcase what they can do uh, for any team in the NFL, whether it be the one that drafted them or the one that signed them as an undrafted free agent or for a team that can pick them up after they're cut um, – from another team. So, I mean, that that's what preseason is for. I don't put a lot of stock in performance during the preseason. Um, it's, it you know, two weeks from now, it's go time. Let's do it. Yep. Yep. And, like, one guy I thought that showed really well is, you know, and I'm a little bit of a homer pick by me, but I like how Jordan Love looked in the preseason. Now, I know he had some interceptions. And he looked better this preseason than he did last year, Derek. Yes. I, I, I can assess that. I can, yes. I can attest to that. His arm talent looked better. His and, and the interceptions he was throwing, receivers were running the wrong route, and balls were were bouncing off. A lot of those, yeah, a lot really of those well. interceptions were not his fault. I, I I wholeheartedly agree, but his accuracy has definitely improved from where he was this time last year. Yeah, and I still don't know if he's going to be end up being a good player. I don't think he's going to get a chance to show in Green Bay because uh, they can't they can pick up his fifth year option, but they can't franchise tag him, and right. so he's got two years in Green Bay at the most, and I don't think he's shown enough that they're going to move on from Aaron Rodgers anytime soon, and so they're going to have to make a decision to trade him, and I don't know how much they're going to get for him because everybody knows that that Green Bay can't keep him. Well, how much longer do you think Aaron Rodgers has in Green Bay? I mean, he signed basically what amounts to a three-year deal. If, you know, if his play falls off the cliff, I think, uh, uh, you know, the Packers might be willing to move on sooner. But I don't really see that happening. He hasn't shown anything that he's No, he hasn't shown any any indications that his talent or that his – his 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 ability has dro- is going to drop off anytime soon. Yeah, wait till he starts throwing to Sammy Watkins this year. Watch out <laughs> <laughs> for all for all of two weeks before he, he before Sammy. he before Sammy stubs his toe and he's out for the season. Right? Yeah. No, 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 Sammy's going to have a great fantasy game in week one, and then yep, the first waiver wire pickup of the year. Right? Everyone's going to yeah. go get Sammy, and then Jesus yeah. God. So, what do you think about your wide receiver core in Green Bay this year, Derek? I mean. I'm excited about it. I, I, I really? really am. I am. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, well, just, I like how, Do- I like how Dobbs has looked in the, well, here's the thing. The They're going to be more of a running team. We lost Ken. I don't know where he went, but we lost him. Maybe he ran out of, maybe he ran out of, <laughs> he ran out of data. He might, he may have. Anyway, go ahead, Derek. I'm sorry. Oh, no worries. Uh, so they're they're going to use the running backs more. I think Aaron Jones is going to be used more as a receiver. I think they're going to go with A.J. Dillon in the backfield, so they'll have those two on the field at the same time. Uh, I think Lazard has shown some upside, and I think Dobbs has shown some upside in the preseason. It's going to be a work in progress. I mean, they're going to miss Devontae Adams. There's no doubt about that. But I think they got the running game. And I think they got the defense. There are six first rounders that are going to be starting on that defense, and Wyatt is a is a seventh first rounder. That defense is is just going to be freakish so, athletic this year. So I guess the question on the flip side is: is how's Devontae Adams going to do without Aaron Rodgers? 
Well, he's going to a team that's got a good quarterback in Derek Carr, but definitely not on the same level as Aaron as Aaron Rodgers. I I think Adams is going to be good there. I think that the the question was never whether Adams was in decline. It was are you going to give him six years, hundred and forty million, and what was it like seventy eighty million dollars guaranteed? I, I what where I'm happy that the Packers didn't give him that contract is not this year. It's when Adams turns 31 or 32 and you're in the back years of that contract. That mm-hmm. that's where the problem was. And they and I think they did a good job of adding to the defense to be more athletic there. And the whole trick to whether it's going to work out is how Watson and Dobbs are going to do. If one of those guys shines, I think they got enough of the other guys to to, to have a good passing attack. It's not going to look as good as it did the last couple of years. But they weren't winning playoff games the last couple of years. I think they decided defense and running game were more important and uh, and to shore those positions up and rely think, on Rodgers to throw to the young guys. I think Devontae is stepping into a pretty good situation because, I mean, um, they got Hunter Renfro. They got uh, uh, Waller. Ryan Waller. Um, you know, as long as he doesn't go out driving the Vegas trip at 180 miles an hour, he'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, too soon, man. Even though it was a year ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's going to be fine. And Josh McDaniels is a good offensive mind uh, minded coach, and uh, I, I think I think they're they're going to do good things. The, the question for the Raiders is they they could have a great year with Carr, great year with Adams and Waller, and finish fourth in that division. Uh, with that division, Chargers, just, Broncos, I mean, loaded. dude, that division is nuts. That's what the NFC used to be. Now it's the AFC West. Yeah, the AFC West is just insane right now. I mean, I mean, not the bottom. You just don't know. Yeah, you just don't know which one of those four teams is going to be at the top. I mean, I mean, it's Sandy. I mean, it's like Sandy. You could very well get three out of the four teams in the playoffs. Correct. The Chargers are loaded. The Broncos have got Russell Wilson now, so I mean that's uh, that's also a, a good a good team. Then they've always had a de- good defense. Believe it or not, I think even with Russell Wilson, if I had to pick the weakest team in that division, it would be Denver. Out of the four, I, I yeah, think it's the Raiders. I think, so. I, th- I think it's the Raiders. Really, I do. I don't know if I could trust Sutton and Jim. I think it's the Kansas City Chiefs. And yeah, I said it. predicting the Chiefs finished fourth in that division. Hell yeah. Way. Screw those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't think the Raiders were very good last year, and I think they had a lot of really close games where everything just kind of bounced their way. And I know they, they added Chandler Jones and they added Devontae Adams and they got the new you know coach with Josh McDaniel. So I, I but I don't like their running game real well there. And I I I their offensive line is We'll see how it holds up over the you know year. You know where I would give them an advantage is if Melvin Gordon wasn't on the Broncos. I don't think, having, I think I don't think you'd have too many running backs. Running backs get dinged up, and I think as long as where it's going to be a problem is if they do the 50-50 times. I don't think they're going to do that. I think Williams is going to see sixty-five to seventy percent of the touches. They but, but Derek, let me ask you this: How much is Patrick Mahomes going to miss Tyreek Hill? If you give Mahomes the contract that the Chiefs give him, you're you're basically saying he can do it with any wide receiver. When you give a franchise quarterback that, and look at Drew Brees down in New Orleans when they added Michael Thomas in the second round, Elvin Kamara in the third round. Look at Brett Favre up in Green Bay when Donald Driver, a seventh-round pick, Greg Jennings. Look at all the second-rounders that uh, Aaron Rodgers. That, that's what but you he, are if you're he, a franchise guy. Even with Juju Smith-Schuster, though, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see Juju as a number one wide receiver. Um, 
Juju was only good in the years he played with Antonio Brown, I believe. Okay. Um, he's been somewhat on a decline since, and the TikTok factor doesn't help him out any. I think uh, I've been hearing the name Sky Moore. Sky Moore, yes. As the guy that could be the one that steps up in that receiving core. It's all going to depend, too, on uh, what defenses do with Travis Kelsey now that Tyreek Hill is not around. Right, because that could ha- that could hurt Kelsey's game more than it could hurt. Because Kelsey's going to get double teamed, and they're going to they're not going to worry about the receiving core as much with Kelsey being double teamed. I mean, I think I mean that's that's some of the things that we covered on the show before. Is that Kelsey could be hurt by the fact that Tyreek Hill is no longer on that on that roster? He could, but I think Mahomes has a strong enough arm, and you got a guy like uh, Valdez Scantling who. Uh, they signed in free agency. Hard yeah, but you're a Packer over. homer with that pick. Come on, give me a you, break. You just need somebody with speed that he can hit over the top. I mean, it. it, it I mean, Veldez Scantling had a good yards per catch average and had a lot of deep touchdowns. I'm not saying that he's going to step in there and replace Tyreek Hill. They don't have a guy as good as Tyreek Hill on the roster. They don't need a good guy as good. If they're going to sit there and double team Kelsey. The, the back of the defense is going to be open, and you're going to have the strong one of the strongest arm quarterbacks in the league throwing on the ball. I, I'm not worried about – I don't worry about Hall of Fame quarterbacks losing wide receivers. That's why they're Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and that's why he has that type of contract. I, I, I think the Chiefs are going to be fine. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see what – All right. Well, be. what about this question? I get, keep getting tossed in my direction, but I, I really don't answer because I just – I don't know. Trey Lance, what's he going to do for the 49ers? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he is a big question mark, yes. He's a, he's a big question mark. I, I mean, I if he were they, – they seem like they're pretty committed to him, and I understand they have to – in a way they have to be with the amount of draft capital they gave up for him. If he can't start this year and they had to go with Garoppolo – you're basically saying that was a wasted pick at that point. So there's a lot of pressure on the front office to start him. But that being said, they've been in the NFC championship game in the Super Bowl in recent years with Garoppolo. If Lance was an absolute disaster that they had no faith in, I I, I don't think they would go and, and, and basically let their ego get in the way and not play the better quarterback. He has to be showing something in their training camp that they think he's going to be the guy. I think it's going to be inconsistent. I think there's going to be some games you watch him play and he's going to look like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And there's going to be other games where you watch him and he's going to look like he shouldn't be a third string quarterback in the what's, league. What's, they just have to work on building him up and getting his consistency what, there. What phase of the offense can possibly assist him to play better or excel uh, with I, the talents that he has? I, th- I think Debo Samuel helps quite a bit because they can use him in the backfield and he can be that home run hitter. Uh, I think George Kittle, if he can stay healthy, that's a nice safety blanket there. And then it's just basically trying to not turn him into a pocket passer. I think the worst thing you can do with a young quarterback like that who's learning to read the the, the defense is to handcuff him and basically make him stay in the pocket. You, you don't want him bailing too early where he's not making any reads and being reckless, but you also need to – you drafted him because he has elite athleticism. You need to let him use it. Do you believe that his mobility is going to have Kyle Shanahan put together more running schemes that involve him and the running game? Because you know San Francisco loves running the football. I think it has to, and I think that I think Kyle Shanahan is flexible. That was Nagy's problem with the Bears last year. They they wouldn't use 
Fields's mobility at all. They they weren't they were they they did not embrace it at all. He got sacked like nine times against Cleveland, and he's getting killed behind one of the best uh, behind one of the worst offensive lines in the league. So I I think that the Niners absolutely are going to design running plays that are going to utilize Lance. The other thing is they got three good running backs and they don't have an elite running back, but I think Eli, uh, uh, Elijah Mitchell showed well last year and Trey Sermon has looked better this year, but I, I don't think he's going to have a huge role early on, but I think that's the other thing that helps Lance run the ball. Running the ball is always a, a friend to a young quarterback. I know one question that's been out there <laughs> because of the season they had last year and I, the guys have had different opinions about it, but the Bengals, um, do they, even come close to what they did last year or because they went out and made some improvements. They did. They, the thing I like that they did is they recognized that the offensive line right. was bad and not yeah. only did they address it, but they addressed it in free agency with guys that are going to be able to play this year rather than drafting a whole bunch of draft picks that they might need right. to develop. They're a hard team to read because they just kind of got hot at the right time at the end of the season. And, you know, they could have easily lost that game to the Raiders. They didn't really play that well against the Raiders. And, you know, they, they had three playoff games where kind of everything bounced right for them. I, I yeah, think and then nine sacks versus the Titans, they shouldn't have probably won that game either. Probably shouldn't have won that game. Tannehill gave them a gift with that, inter that third interception in that game. And, uh, and Henry had been hurt and didn't really look very good in his first game back. There was a lot of things going on. And then Kansas City had that game won in the first half and just completely collapsed completely in the second half. Imploded. So I, I think that, you know, the Bengals are a team that could be better than they were last year, but they could lose their first playoff game at the same time because the AFC is just stacked. brutal and stacked right now with great quarterbacks great offenses, great, you know, overall teams. And so they might win 10 or 11 games and it might result in them losing in the first round and not going very far. Let me ask you this question. Now I'm, wait, I'm waiting to, for you to beat me up on this, but I'm going to ask you, where do the Browns go with Jacoby Brissett the first 11 weeks of the season? Where do they go? <laughs> <laughs> they go to the lottery. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. You look at pro football focus, they rank the Browns as the second best offensive line. Okay. They got the best backfield, arguably, yes. in the league. I think Green Bay and Cleveland have the top two running backs. And I would go with Cleveland as having the better ones. I think Chubb has had better overall years than Aaron Jones. Kareem Hunt is more established. And they got the third running back uh, in, in Johnson. They have a good defense. They have, a, they have all the pieces. And so I think what they're going to have to do is kind of – Kind of play like the Giants did when they had Jeff Hostetler that year, and uh, and went to the went to the Super Bowl. You rely on the running game, you rely on the defense. You're not going to try to go 11 and 0, but you got to hold it together so you're six and five or seven and four by the time Watson gets back, and and you can make a late season you know push. But I mean, they got good pieces. I mean, but they're definitely going to be handcuffed in the passing game. And the difference is when the Giants were doing that, 1990 was a lot different than today. It's more of a wide yeah. open passing game. Chunky is in the house, John. I'm going to give him a list. We're going to reconnect. We're going to the restream. So Chunky is in the house, and dude, he doesn't. Dude, you're giving him too much credit. He doesn't even know how to click that link. Okay. Like, <laughs> every time, it's like any time you get into an argument with this guy, he says, "Go Bulls or go Bears." That's yeah, it. Yeah, Chunky, uh, click that link and reconnect your Facebook account to restream. So we can see your name. That's all we want. All right. I, I love, I, I and the love Bears you. are going to be terrible this year. They're going to end up in the, you know, 
They may beat the Lions in the division, but you know, you know, the Bears are the Bears. You know, with me me being in Illinois, I'm in a league with a bunch of uh, Bears fans, and so I named my team the Arlington Heights Bears. Yeah, and I and I I didn't capitalize the Bears, and then my photo is uh, a picture of an abandoned horse uh, racing. Yeah, Justin Fields is going to be going to be surrounded by defensive backs and defensive linemen this year in, in in the backfield. He's just you know you know the Browns are the Browns. Yes, Chonky, the Browns are the Browns. That's okay. Um, all right, let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. Um, and and that would be there's a stampede in the room. What are you? Which yeah, one, which, let, which let's one talk about, about the elephant in the room, and that is punter Areza. From the Buffalo Bills. We're going to talk about a punter. Yes. Yeah. What, what are we talking about? The Bills. Exactly. Are what, he, why, he is is that an, why is that an elephant in the room? Well, because John's, Bro, you know, because John's. Let me, let me, let me they break cut him. You. They cut how, him. There's no more elephant. Dude. Yeah. How, how franchises care more about the culture rather than winning. No, 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 no. You don't get to do that. They, they knew cut about him. that two weeks ago, and they, they cut him. Once the whole thing leaked out, they that's cut him. <laughs> they cut him. Should they have cut him two weeks ago? Sure. Is he? Is he? Is it proven? In, well, apparently, in social, uh, the social justice warriors, he's guilty already. Even though it hasn't got, I don't know. I didn't even look into it because it's like as soon as I hear that, it doesn't surprise me. These football players always get themselves into this stupid stuff. But he's and, cut, so he. So he got cut. Relevant. Yeah, he got caught. He got cut. Move on. Move on. That's you know, they didn't know when they drafted him. There was nothing that they knew when they drafted him. Did they know a couple weeks ago? That's the rumor, but they cut him. Isn't that what Cleveland did with Deshaun Watson? They didn't know. No, they gave him a two hundred and fifty million dollar guaranteed contract. Yeah. (laughs) So, isn't that like ten million per victim or something like that? Dude, it's (laughs) like we're first of all. First of all, okay, bills by a billion. Okay, that's the Don't first thing. Click the link I posted. He doesn't know how to, to bro. Your, your link, your account, he won't, back he to restream. He wants to stay. Hey, he wants to maintain his status as a Bears fan and hide in the weeds. Come on. Okay. Yeah, that's what they do. Right? Yeah. Dude, listen, we're not even going to punt it anyways. The entire season. <laughs> Fourth and six. Let the bills Josh... should work out four different punters today. By the way, so we'll just yeah, uh, yeah, and it's like. All the punning guy needs to do is just tap right. it in. Like as just good as he tap is, it in. All right, Happy Gilmore. As all right, I like the Happy hey, Gilmore. As good reference. as he is, Josh Allen could probably punt for the freaking Buffalo Bills. Okay, dude, we had Matt Barkley punting on Friday, and he was averaging like 45, 46 yeah, yards. Yeah, Matt Barkley, the backup quarterback. There you go. Let's go, Bitcoin Barkley, baby. Let's yeah. do it. Danny White, and the Dallas Cowboys. He couldn't make it as a quarterback. Shit. You know what am I? One of my favorite punting quarterbacks was Randall Cunningham because he punted when he was at UNLV, and I think he had a 90-yard punt for the Eagles. I think he has the longest punt in the history of the Eagles franchise still. Well, Derek, if you're old school, you can appreciate Danny White because he was he was the quarterback and the punter for Dallas for a couple of years. He was a years. better punter, actually. He right. was a better punter, but yes, that's okay. <laughs> Dude. There's no elephant in the room, man. They cut him. It, did they? Did they go as quick as they should have? Maybe not. But they you know what? There's a lot of moving pieces with that, and he's still not. He's charged. 
right? I, I think I think one of the problems There's came out more is the Cleveland victim. elephants in the room than any other room. Okay, let's let's just move okay, whatever. I, I think one of the things that became problematic too is the victim had pictures of her neck that she posted on there. Now who now who knows? I mean, you know, would they be admissible in court? I mean, you know, do they necessarily? You know, we can get into an argument about all that stuff. But I think from a public relations standpoint, it became That's how it. much of a PR nightmare do you want to take right. for a punter? And, and they're like not going to take it for a punter. No. They're not going to. See ya. It doesn't matter if he is punt god. Doesn't matter. See ya. Have a whatever, dude. If you if you're cleared of it and you make your way back to the NFL, whatever. But it's like they're not gonna just like you said, they're they buff regardless of what people think of the Bills, the culture that they have built there is you're in line. If you're not in line, we don't we don't care. We're, we're this wow. is culture first. It's true, dude. No, Listen, I'm talking about Chunky. Chunky. Comment. Oh, ch- dude, Chunky, Chunky is just like the, he's, dude. He's he's bitter. With a name okay? like Chunky. Why don't we see what he fucking looks like? <laughs> he's, right? he's, he's 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 probably never seen the ass end of a treadmill in his life. <laughs> <laughs> Chunky, Chunky, every is, day uh, on a fucking treadmill. What the I, hell I've known him for about twenty years now, man. Chunky, I'm sorry, Chunky. hey man, you have my condolences, man. Sincerely. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Anyways, Buffalo, it's whatever, man. Like Elliot said, they cut him, move on. They cut him. It's a That's footnote. It. It's like he's as much as a Buffalo Bill as Anquan Bolden was a Buffalo. They punted. They, <laughs> they punted the elephant right out of the room. There you punted go. him out, man. Yeah, 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 man. So it's whatever. I'm glad they got it done now, and they didn't let it linger. Like I'm not. I'm not one of the like. See, I'm one of the dudes that'll be like. I saw what happened to Shady when the his girlfriend put all those pictures up about how he beat her ass and this and that. I, I you think never know. The, I, I think one of the biggest elephants that never leaves the room is are the Dallas Cowboys. And Ken's not here to defend himself, but what do we got to say about Dallas and Mr. 14 seconds I'm going to run the ball when I need a, a touchdown or whatever? I don't well, think they're going to make playoffs. My point is that Dallas was, was – Dallas was appraised at third at like what is it three or four billion dollars are the most expense they're the most Five. they're the I mean they're the highest I mean they're the most expensive franchise in the NFL and Kenny Maine posted on Twitter how can you rank these guys this team so high when they haven't won a championship in 30 years for God's sake well I mean they got Everything's big in Texas. They're they're in in one of the top metropolitan areas in the country. They have yeah. one of the biggest stadiums, and they're America's team. You got and their brand you know, is hey, their brand has survived the test of time over and over and over again. Absolutely. I get that. I get that. You know what I'm saying? But the bottom line is, is that for such a storied franchise, their inability to even I mean, come on. There's been so many memes put out there about the Dallas Cowboys and their impotent playoff appearances over the years. And come on. What happened last year was the epitome of what the Dallas Cowboys are all about. When Dak Prescott takes off running with 14 freaking seconds left, no freaking timeouts. Okay. Come on. They're they're Notre Dame football. Yeah, no, Notre Dame. A good point. That's a great point. Notre Dame could be the worst team in the freaking league, and you know you still get the Rudy movies out there, and you know, and I get it. 
I mean, the, the thing you need in sports to be popular is you need a large segment that loves you and a large segment that hates you so that you get people tuning in for both well, reasons. And that way, Dallas is the best of both worlds, Derek. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, you have a huge fan base in Texas that has rooted for them, you know, since Landry was there that yes. are never going to stop rooting for them. And, and then you got a bunch of people that hate him because they're America's team and they, and, and they and hate And that's him. why the Yankees are worth over $5 billion because right. they get the same love hate from everybody. That's why Notre Dame has an NBC contract. Well, well, now the Big Ten has a has a CBS contract too. So I mean, so where does Dallas end up this season? As back back. To I mean, the is Philadelphia going to be good enough to beat Dallas for that division this season? I I think so. And Defensively, yeah. watch out for Philly. Dude. Yeah. the The question I think is, I don't think Washington's going to be able to compete with them. I'm I'm a little curious about the Giants, and I, I maybe I won't be very curious in about three or four weeks after uh, <laughs> after I've got to see him. But I mean, I if Saquon Barkley can stay healthy, and now that they have a real offensive mind at head coach, if they can rehab Daniel Jones, I, who knows? I mean, I'm not saying that the Giants are going to win 12 or 13 games, but I think Dallas has offensive line problems. They have wide receiver problems, and I think they relied on a lot of turnovers last year. Well, Dallas so, has a lot of offensive linemen that are hurt. They got hurt right. in preseason. Going hey, back who, says you need, who says you need 12 or 13 wins to win that division anyway? Right. right. I mean, you my question it. is, is Jalen Hurts going to be going to move well, himself to the next level? This is his do-or-die season right here. He has to do it this year. You can't bring in A.J. Brown. You can't uh, have Devonta Smith there. You can't have all the weapons they have at running back. You can't do all that stuff. Because they have the weapons around him. Dallas Goddard, Dallas Goddard at tight end. They got, right. they got, the, they got the weapons around him. But Jalen now Hurts what's more important is, though, but what's more important, though, is that defense. And that defense is going to be something to reckon with this year. Because Correct. they they are going to go crazy. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. if they can take advantage of what that defense is going to basically serve them on a silver platter most of the time, then, yeah, the Philadelphia should win that division. Yeah, there was a, a play that Hurts had uh, on a pass to uh, Goldert in the preseason that uh, Dan Orlowski was uh, uh, breaking down the film on Twitter and, and kind of showed how impressive the read was and how the throw was. And, again, you can't make snap judgments on one throw, but from what I've seen in the preseason – He's better. I don't know if he's good enough that they're going to want to commit to a long-term contract with him, but I think he's better that they'll win the division this year. I think we'll know in the first six weeks probably where he's going to be. Six to eight weeks. That's fair. I think so. I think so. I think Washington's a complete train wreck because I don't think Carson Wentz is going to do anything different there. (laughs) So the question is, are the Giants going to be better enough and Dallas be worse enough that, that the Giants can overtake them. I, I I think right now I'd still lean toward Dallas being the second team in the division, but I, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I think the NFC East might be a one playoff uh, uh, bid division. Let me ask you this. This is good. This is going to What about the AFC South? I mean, looking at Indianapolis. <laughs> what about it? I mean, granted, it's probably the worst division in football, <laughs> but Matt Ryan is now the head, is now the quarterback in Indy. Um, and I mean, does Indy take that division or do you think Tennessee takes it again? By default, Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. I think by default, because they have Jonathan Taylor, I think the Colts have a better shot. I think so too. Yeah. Because Derrick Henry 
I think he's still good. I do worry about his durability after last year. I'm not going to hold too much against him for one playoff game where he hadn't played coming off a, a layoff and not looking the, the same. But I, I, I'm well, more worried about him staying healthy than Taylor. But usually a big guy like that, when they suffer a foot injury, that doesn't always go away forever. Yeah. You know, when you got to carry that much weight and you have bad feet, that's not a good combination. Let me ask you this. This is this is I mean, I mean, this is not a popular question, but how well do you think Doug Peterson helps the Jaguars this year? Anything helps the Jaguars over half <laughs> better than they had last year. That's yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, Doug Peterson is a Super Bowl winning coach. He won with a backup quarterback uh, yeah. in, in the playoffs. Um, he made some mistakes there. I mean, you know, and, uh, and, and wasn't able to sustain the success. Uh, I think he paid for some of the mistakes that the front office made and he took a year off and now he's back. He's got a generational prospect at quarterback and, uh, you know, it's going to be a work in progress. That was one of the worst rosters in the league, but they're they're going to be better. But they still went out and overspent on Christian Kirk. They did. They did. (laughs) I mean, and, and to the the anger of a lot of other owners that then had a pony up for all these receivers uh, this offseason. And right. I, I think that's the thing is I, I don't see the supporting cast there yet for their offense to be to be great. But they're going to have they're going to be a team that gets better every week. There's, there's going to be a plan and there's going to be a scheme and they're they're going to be working toward doing something better. I, I think it's still probably a five or six win team. I think they still don't have enough talent on the. On the roster, do they finish part of the Texans, or is the Texans going to be in the cell? I don't know. I think the Texans might actually finish ahead of them. Pierce has looked really good, and if Davis Mills can build on his second, you know, I, I Mills don't had a good season there. last year. Mills surprised a lot of people last year. They still got Cooks, don't they? They still got Cooks at wide receiver. Still got Cooks. Uh, Nico Collins is uh, and that, that Pierce rookie is he legit? He looks really legit. He looks he's right. looked very good in the preseason. For is what that, that's, that's worth, a, that's a fantasy sleeper. Like you think people are going to wake up to him, or you think I've read that his ADP radar? He's on people's radar. I've 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 been reading that his ADP is skyrocketing, and he's probably a sixth or seventh round pick right now. And I, I the problem with a guy like that is the the guys that just start reading the stuff and see who the hot names are. All of a sudden, you'll see him fly off in the fourth or fifth round because somebody read something online about him being a sleeper, and they think <laughs> getting the next Adrian Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> those online, those online bloggers are really good, great resources, right there. They are, they are. They ruin everything for everybody. What's is this guy? Is it Bryce or Brees Hall for the Jets? He, he's taking Brees a step. He, yeah, Brees Hall. He's taking a step he's, back because Michael Carter's been getting a lot of time. I'm reading that that's going to probably be a 50-50 split early in the year. Now, I think Hall's going to get every chance to win that job because not only did they use a second-round pick on him, but they traded up traded for him. Up for it, yeah. But, I mean, if Carter's averaging four and a half yards a carry and Hall's averaging three and a half, at a certain point, you you go with the guy that's getting you the yards, and, and Hall not just has it, not yeah. looked very good in the preseason. Um, I'm going to bring John to this conversation. What do you think of the AFC East, Eric? I mean, is it Buffalo's division to lose, or is it the, they're the dominant team in that division? I mean, Miami might be the, the number two team in that division. No. Um, no, Miami's not? You think New England's still number two? I think New England's number two, yeah. Yeah, I do. Buffalo's the clear number one. Yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's no – no, nobody can compete. New England still got the defense. I think Mac Jones looked really good last year. I know there's going to be 
some chaos with McDaniel's not being there in this offense. Well, the fact they're not they're not naming an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator. They're doing it by committee, I guess it looks like. I, I think there's more of a plan there than what's being played off in the media. But I, I mean, no matter who calls it, they're not going to do as well as McDaniel's did. Don't forget, I, I, doesn't play his cards. He you doesn't. Know what I'm he, he doesn't, doesn't show his deck, his hand. No. They, they got one of the best backfields in the league. They got a good offensive line. They have uh, Mac Jones in his second year, and their defense is still top five. They don't. They're they're kind of the they're kind of like the Big Ten team, where basically they're going to have to play with the lead because if they get down by ten points in the second half, that's not a team that's built to score quick to come back right. in games and stuff like that. Right. But Belichick knows how to call a game. I I think they'll they'll, they'll be fine. I mean, I, they they should win nine ten games again, just like they did last year, and uh, and be in the wild card conversation. So you don't think that Miami has has the guns or the, or the talent to to take over New England as the set number two team in that division? I, I just don't trust Tua yet. I mean, and we'll see. Maybe maybe he'll you know prove me wrong now that he's got Tyreek Hill there, and you know. And, and I think Waddle takes a step him. back from what he did last year. I, I yeah, think he falls back because of Tyreek Hill, and um, I really do believe getting, them getting rid of Devontae Parker wasn't a good move either. So I'm just saying you can't get rid of a veteran like Parker, you know, because Waddle had such a great year, because like I said, now the true test is how does, where does Waddle fit with Tyreek Hill in the mix? Well, and Gusecki lined up in the slot quite a bit last year, and now they're asking him to block more. He's not a very good blocker. So I don't know what that's going to do in their running game. I don't trust their head coach, uh, you know, he, he was a really off the uh, the the radar hire. I mean, not I know to mention he, the owner. <laughs> not to mention the owner. I mean, that's a team. That's a team that has. There's just they're perpetually one of the worst run teams in the NFL, and I mean that's what a bad team does. They go out and get Tyree Kill. They make the splash move, trade all the draft pick, get all the buzz, uh, you know, from doing something big in free agency, and then win six games in the regular season. I I think Miami's being overvalued. I, I don't think Tyree Kill is going to have the impact there that people are saying. I think he's gotten a little bit older, and I, I don't think he has the quarterback like he had with Mahomes to get him the ball downfield. All right, let's move to the NFC South. You got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, as the perennial favorites in that division. Um, but I think New Orleans might put a little damper on their pre on their, on their season. Cause I think New Orleans has a lot of talent. The question mark for me in New Orleans is Jameis, Jameis Wilson. Well, not just Jameis Wilson, uh, Jameis, uh, Williams, Jameis, Jameis, Jameis. Not, not just Winston, but you still got question marks in Michael Thomas. Yes. You got question marks in Alvin Kamara and his yeah. legal issues. Yep. Okay, that's still hanging over like a dark cloud over the organization. Um, there are they have a lot of question marks, maybe not on defense because I still think they have a, a, a high caliber defense, but on that offense, there's question marks all over the place. Yeah, I think Carolina could be a surprise team. I really do. You think Baker has what it takes to lead that team? I I think Carolina has has a chance to surprise in that division. Yeah, I do. Hmm. I do. I know. I, and the thing you got to remember, I, I didn't bash Baker Mayfield and say that he was a no talent quarterback in Cleveland. What I said was that you cannot give him 
a $250 million contract with $90 million guaranteed because he's not that guy. But he's not being paid like that guy down in Carolina. I think the question for them is if McCaffrey can stay McCa- healthy. I was just thinking he hasn't that. been he able did, to do the last to stay healthy. Hey, yeah. get out of my head, Derek. I was just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to stay healthy because McCaffrey's had injury issues the last two or three years. So, yeah. Well, and, yeah. And, and it's just the same thing, when, and, and especially now. I was talking about um, – uh, what's his name? Henry, with his, his his big frame getting injured in a foot, and then you got McCaffrey who took so many hits handling so many balls uh, in his first couple seasons that once he got an injury, it just doesn't seem to go away. Right. They need to use him more as a slot receiver and get him throws out of the backfield. I've never understood why they get him, him out in the between. open, right? Yeah, don't use him as a between the tackles runner. He doesn't have the frame to play out there, but he is so dangerous in space, and he's not going to take the same hits out there. And so I, I, I you know, but I, Baker's an act. I mean, Baker last year played with a shoulder injury, and I think he he didn't show good leadership at times last year and. Like, like I said, I don't think he's been consistent enough there, but he's you on a one-year know, contract with a lot to prove. You know, Derga, he's going to beat the piss you know, out of the Browns week you one. You know man. beyond a shadow of a doubt that Baker Mayfield has that date circled, sarred, all kinds of stuff because he's looking forward to going and beating the piss out of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, and that is yes, in Carolina, yes, absolutely. And that, and that would concern me because I, I think – where he makes mistakes is where he, when he's too confident in himself and makes plays that he's not capable of, he needs to stay within himself, yeah. hand yeah. the ball off, make the safe throw. Check his ego. Check his ego. Yep. Check his ego. I mean, Team the Baker. Thing, the, the best thing for them is if he was 20 for 30 for 200 yards and one or two touchdowns, no picks, and they, they controlled the game in the running. Now that Baker's no longer in Cleveland, you guys are rooting for him? Is that what it is? No. Dude, I'm a Tom Brady fan now that he's not in New England. <laughs> if I could cheer for Tom, I'm going to root for Baker because I think I still think he's a childish punk from time to time. But, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if he, if he can actually not just not just bring his game to Carolina – but if he could change his whole attitude and demeanor. Well, not only that, but he gets a change of scenery. He's healthy. That's number one. Okay. Well, yeah, he's not going to have to play in Cleveland anymore by that freaking lake where it freaking snows and it's cold wait, 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 wait. most of the time and the weather's What's wrong with that lake? There's nothing where it wrong snows. with Lake Erie. The Josh lake Allen seems to be just fine next to that lake. Lake, lake yeah. Erie is awesome. I love yeah, lake Josh lake. Allen does fine with that. Yes, Aaron Rodgers does fine next to the lake. Yeah. Yes. The but Baker the Mayfield didn't didn't do so fine with that lake. No, and that's that's like, dude. I remember when the Bills drafted Josh, and like there was all the people. Josh is inaccurate. You can't teach accuracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh sucks. And they always said they drafted him to throw in that type of weather, and he's built right. for it. Even though he's a California kid, he played his. He went to Wyoming, though, John. I know, and that's what I'm saying. And and like, there's yeah, certain exactly guys it. that can play in that. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers can play in, in Wyoming. That. He Brent went to Wyoming. The dude was 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 gold in for Wyoming when he was there, and that's the t- and so Baker people might Wyoming, not have been able to play in that. Now he's in People in Wyoming commute on sleds, man. Come or on. Oklahoma, sorry, wherever the hell he was. Well, he, he's, he's a Texas kid, but he played in Oklahoma. Yes. Right, he played the Sooners. Yeah, the other, right. there's no there's no expectations down there. When he came to Cleveland, he was right. the first overall pick, and he was supposed to be the savior of a franchise. He's on a one year deal. He could be a redemption story is what he could be. 
Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to do so well down there that he's going to get a $200 million contract and be a right. franchise quarterback. I, I didn't think he was that guy in Cleveland. Why would I think he's going to be that guy in Carolina? But what? Right. But he took a Cleveland team to the playoff. In and, a he, cover- and he had weapons in Cleveland. Like, he, yeah. he came into that team with weapons. Like, they surrounded, maybe not the O-line. Well, they had Wyatt Taylor. I but think I mean, they got they- weapons in Carolina. You know what I'm saying? I think they got DJ Moore and CMC, there. yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, uh, they also Robbie got Robbie Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, who's her? Who's her tight end? I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even tell you either. I can't even tell you off top my head. Let's see him, Thomas. Yeah, that's the last I remember. That's the last Greg Olson a couple of years ago. Like, is he out of retirement <laughs> or something? I don't know. Now he's still in the booth, I think, somewhere. Oh, dude, talk about the booth! You, I listen to the Bills game. Greg Olson actually is the number one color guy for Foxes. Well, you know who they had on Friday doing the color? Steve Mm. Smith, and it was awful. Like it was like listening, like it was take Chris Collinsworth and multiply him by about ten, and that's what you got with Steve Smith doing. He's like, oh, the look at the Panthers, we're beating the piss out of the out of the Bills. Yeah, the Bills are starting all their, their their team one guys. Like we had one guy. Who was like a starter? But that's defense. Steve Smith, dude. He's a bloviator. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I don't like Steve Smith whatsoever. I don't like him. He's he just no. I don't like. I him. loved I don't watching like him play. I didn't like him when he was a player. Was, he's a freaking Stephen A. type, dude. All he does yeah, is yeah. It was yeah. according to the Carolina Panthers website. Their tight ends are Josh Babich, Who? Nate Becker, Who? Ryan Izzo, Who? Garrett Who? Scott. Who? Who? Steven Sullivan, who, who? Ian Thomas, who? Ian who? Thomas. There you go. I know that guy. Colin Thompson and Tommy Tremble. Those are their tight ends. Tommy Tremble. I've heard that name before. Yeah, dude, that's rough and stuff, man. Yes. Yeah. That sounds about like the amount of quarterbacks that Cleveland has that aren't any good. <laughs> Scott, what, what have you been hearing about Brady down there as far as with his his absence? Because uh, you, you probably hear a bit, little bit I more. Love, the, little I love the quote that Brady made today or yesterday, whatever it was. Yeah, he said, I'm 45 dude, I'm, and I'm things 45 going on. And shit, ha- <laughs> and shit is happening. So, I mean, I love, I love that quote. See, like, that's why I love Brady now. Like, I enjoy him. He's, he's, hey, he's like. I ain't worried, guys. I'm ready. And he and he played well in that in this in in, in week three. He's ready, season, dude. So he's Look, ready. He's done jokes. this. He's done this far too well for far too often, guys. Okay. Whenever we start doubting Tom Brady is when we need to hang it up because you never. Dude, doubt he was Tom one. Brady. He was one oh, bone defensive you. play away from going back to the Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. If they don't blow that freaking defensive coverage against Cooper Cup in that game. I tell you what, Tampa goes to that Super Bowl. Yeah, and they probably they take win care it. of Cincinnati, and they go to the Super Bowl, and yeah. they probably would have won. My my favorite Brady stat is that his win loss differential is 170 games. It's more than Big Ben, who won 165 games in his career. And Big Ben, I think, is the fifth winningest quarterback in the history of the league. He's Brady's win loss differential. Is greater than all than his amount. Yeah, he's the goat, man. He's the goat. Yeah. As a Bills fan, saying that, I never thought I would, but he is. He's. I. I wouldn't say that if he was playing, you know, in New England. Still, I'd. I'd say, you know, oh, it's all Bill. It's all Belichick, man. Yeah, it's all him. Tom's just a system quarterback. Yeah. Okay. No. Whatever. Tom's. Tom's. I think. I think it's been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that that team was successful. While Tom Brady was there, 
take Tom Brady out of the mix and look at where they are now. I I I get sick of that debate. I Belichick's the best head coach in the history of the league. Yeah. As long as he has Tom Brady. Yeah. As long as he has Tom, Tom Brady, Brady was a six-round pick that was the 199th pick in the draft that he developed. That's right. That's right. And he told he told the owner of the of the Patriots when he was drafted. That's the um, by drafting me, you made the best decision of your entire life, and he was right. He was. Okay. He was. Calling but the I, shot. I, 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 I get I get sick of this thing that we got to tear down Belichick in order to build up Brady or the other way around. You have the best quarterback I, in the league, and the I, best I, head coach in the league. Bill's not personable. Bill's no. a douche. Exactly. Bill's a, I hate Bill Belichick. I, I can't yeah. stand him. It's like he's just and, a, you know. And, and you he know was what? the coach That's of the not, Browns in the nineties. So that goes back. That goes back to what you said before. In order in order to be involved in greatness, you got to be loved and hated. Yep. And Bill Belichick gets a lot of both. He does. Okay. He definitely does. <laughs> uh, hey, I mean, I mean Brady's going to be fine, Derek. I think, I mean, the, the, the news out of here is that, you know, it's a personal issue. He's not going to reveal what the reason was. I mean, whether it was, you know, him going on the masked singer, which was the rumors. Okay. Right. I, I read that. Yeah. Okay. Or, or the fact he had to deal with some health issues on his own. Um, hey, uh, I know his mother has been dealing with cancer his her for for the most better part of the last you know decade. Yeah. Um, but so, I guess she's okay now. I don't think it was his family. I think I think he was trying to get himself well. I don't know if he was having issues with his with 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 his body or what. But he may just needed eleven days off to get his uh, his body and his mind ready for the season. That might be what it is, is all it is. So now that we know that Drew didn't have a lock on the starting quarterback position in Seattle, <laughs> Gino. Go Gino. Gino is the starter in Let's Seattle. Let's go Gino. <laughs> Poor DK. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for Noah Fant. Can you be like, – he had to be so excited when he heard Russell Wilson was getting traded there, and then he finds out he's part of the package and he can't take Drew Lock. <laughs> Be interesting. Oh, now he doesn't even get to catch passes from Drew Locke because he. Hey, Seattle finally got that great, that good tight end, and then Russell Wilson's gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so who do you like? Who do you like in that division? You like the Rams still in that division, uh, Eric, Derek? I, I I like the Niners or the Rams. I, the only reason I'm a little skeptical of the Rams is that that elbow issue that Stafford's been having. Yeah. And they said it's okay, but it's a long season. You got 17 games, and what's that elbow going to look like in November and December after? And that's his throwing elbow, too, right? His throwing elbow. Yeah. Yeah. See, anytime, and the thing is, is every time you torque that elbow to make any specific kind of throw that that requires some some oomph behind it, that is a potential to freaking rip your elbow apart. Well, and all he needs to do is be throwing it one time and get hit on a sack or have a defensive lineman jar the thing, and uh, mm-hmm. and you could have a whole other set of issues. I don't really like the Cardinals in that division. You don't like the Cardinals? I, I was going to ask you about the Cardinals. What do you think about no, the Cardinals? I didn't like how they ended the season last year, and they I, Kyler Murray, I, I, I like some parts of his game, but he, he's been inconsistent there as well. I, I think it's with the Rams or the Niners. And then you're not even going to have Hopkins for the first six games. Okay, I think Connor might take a step back. Uh, I, I really think they kind of whiffed at getting rid of Chase Edmonds and myself because um, yeah. he was that two-way guy that they can rely on. 
to help Murray out of certain situations. Um, so, no, I don't really have confidence in the Cardinals either. They like lost Chandler Jones. They lost Chandler Jones. That's Chandler a huge part of their pass rush. Uh, mm-hmm. And they were terrible at the end of the season last year. I mean, they – And that, the long – the long tooth of JJ Watt ain't gonna work for you either. John, why no. are you smiling like that right now? What do you what do you what do you what do you got going on in your head, John? I can't hear you, John. I think he's doing that on purpose. I lost your audio, John. Did you no, I it? just muted myself because the kids are like <laughs> the kids are like screaming. <laughs> so what was the smirk there for, John? I'm just watching Josh Allen on Twitter. It's okay, come on. <laughs> come on. It's like, like the Bills, you know, Super Bowl favorites. You They're know, like, and it, what did we talk about tonight about this jackhole kid, you know, who's irrelevant now? And then, like, when we talked about the, the AFC East, it was like, oh, yeah, the Bills got it. Let's talk about the Dolphins for five minutes. Let's talk about the New York <laughs> Never mention the Bills. So I'm I sorry. Go to my little happy you know what? Hey, hey the John, John, John. The Bills are the class. Yeah, that's good. The they don't even need to be spoken about. You know, like, the Bills are so good, you don't need to talk about them because we know how good they are. It's basically all right. left unsaid. Let you, yeah, let, it, let I mean, it is what it is, John. We, 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 you know what? I love the Bills. I love Josh Allen. I love the Look, talent. I love the, the Bills' chances more than any other team in the league at right. this point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The only, had, thing, the only thing that's going to stop the Bills is the, the Bills. Or the Bills. <laughs> the Bills doing Billsy things. Yes, correct. Yes. No, they didn't this past weekend, so they got rid of the trouble. So let's move forward. Let's go. Let's let's get it done. But anyways. no, if you told me to pick one team in the NFL who I think the favorite to win the Super Bowl is, I'd I'd go with the Bills. I think it, I think it's their time this year. I really there you go, it. John. Now you got your props. You happy now? Come on, I'm, that's all I needed. I just needed a little <laughs> back rub. It's just all I need, you know. All right, it's eight thirty. We're gonna call it a night. Derek, thank you very years. much for being on the show. We appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun seeing you guys. I'm always yeah. cheering for Green Bay in the always, NFC, man. man. I'm hey, always cheering. I'd love to see a Bills Packers Super Bowl. That would be if a lot you of fun. Pop in from time and t- from time to time during the season. Please feel free. Absolutely. Just give us right. just give us a heads just, up. You know what? Don't lot, even ask. Yeah. Just we appreciate a lot more notice than you gave us today. Hey, you know I was what? gonna I was gonna text you early in the week, and I got hey, busy with some Barry, stuff, and I realized Barry, I forgot. Dude, don't you. worry, don't Barry, worry. Scott can fit you in. Don't worry. I've been yeah. around long enough to give you permission. You just, uh, we, you, just, just you just bring it up. You just sent a message saying I'm going to be on the show Sunday. Yeah. All right. You don't even have to ask. Just show up. Programming right. note: the sports nerds will not be on next week uh, because Elliot and John have drafts they have to worry about. So we're going to let them do their draft uh, next week. We will be off next weekend. But when we come back, it will be week one of the NFL season, and we can recap the games and get going with with live NFL football talk for with games that count. So on behalf of my co-hosts, Mr. Elliot Biggie Lamba, Mr. John G. Olson, and Ken Coslow, and our special guest, Mr. Derek Laughlin, I am the Sports Nerds. We are out. Let's go Browns. <laughs> well, there you have it, Nerd Nation. Another Sunday episode of the Sports Nerd Show in the books, and we are still alive to televise. Now, on behalf of our host, Scott, the Sports Nerd Wright, and his co-host, John Olson, Ken Coslow, our two lovable members in the Rap Pack, and yes, me, Big E, the entire pack would once again like to thank you all for participating with us in the best 90 minutes of Sports Mac Talk on the web today. So until next Sunday night, dear nation, we would like to leave you with a quick PSA. 
Please stay safe. Please practice social distancing. And for heaven's sake, please wear a damn mask. You all just got hit with a pack rant from the rant pack. And with that, fellas, we are out.